0: There's blood in the water! There was shit in my blanket. You can't mask that smell. I want Philip Seymour Hoffmore.
1: He's less funny than Shaq.
0: Hello and welcome. We are back from TheBallerLifestyle.com. It is The Baller Lifestyle Podcast. I'm Brian Beckner. Thank you very much for joining us here on the program. Episode 161 of the show. Um, If you would like to reach out to us, I don't do this every time anymore, but I do feel like you guys sometimes forget. Um, you reach out via email mailbag at the baller lifestyle.com is the email address. Uh, iTunes, go to iTunes, subscribe to the show, there, rate and review the show there. I haven't been reading the reviews, but maybe we'll do that next week. Um, additionally, the voicemail nine four, nine four, six, four TBLS. I know we were hoping to get some. To get a call from Wisconsin this week after their big win in the NCAA tournament. Didn't hear from anyone there. Uh, And and additionally, the Facebook page, the Baller Lifestyle Podcast on Facebook. Go there and you can see the story I shared uh, about a really big ass fucking chicken. I cannot believe there's a chicken that big. And if I saw a chicken that big, I would for sure run away from it. I would be scared of it. Uh, And of course, Patreon.com. So many of you gracious, gracious listeners out there, go there and subscribe to the show there where you get bonus content and you can patronize the show monetarily. Patreon.com slash Lifestyle. Uh, joining me now, as always, it's Ed daily Ed, how are you?
1: Uh, good. Uh, it's, it's too much chicken. I mean, I like eating chicken. see but that, that thing? Was, it's it just too much. It's, it's disturbing and it makes you think it's full of all kinds of bad steroids that are probably terrible to eat.
0: That's what, yeah. Like you go to the grocery store and you get chicken and there's the, the, just the breasts are too big now. And you're like, there's no, this, this is a, a chemically induced growth and a chicken can't get big enough to get breasts this big. Then you look at this fucking thing and you're like, Oh my God, this is the chickens are going to take over. You know, prehistorically there were fucking birds. Dinosaurs were birds. First of all, so there were there were birds big enough that could just fucking walk up on you and just there'd be like a six seven foot bird that could just bite your dick off,
1: right? And this right. this they chicken
0: would. is a, a descendant of that,
1: right? It's not; it's more dinosaur than chicken.
0: Yeah, agreed. I would agree with that. Um, yes,
1: but not not just that. I mean, we provided a service. There is there really any more consistent source of comedy than local news putting dick drawings oh, up on I the love end, that the I weather. love I mean I love that that montage like I, it's I love that. it's just amazing to watch
0: it just never ends There's one where and I think it was a national show or they had a they had a badass set um where the guys like it was like, um, look like election coverage or something. And he's like, let me just draw the United States of America. And he drew, he started with Florida yeah. and that yeah. ki- he kind of made it too wide. So that kind of, at first you're like, Oh my God, Florida kind of looks like a dick. But then he went up and did Maine. And just the proportions were off, and you're like, holy shit, this looks like nuts. And then he drug out the whole fucking rest of the United States like a big dick. And he did,
1: it seemed blatant.
0: It, it did, it, because the the woman he was on television with at the time, like, turned away. Like, she yeah. couldn't, she was about and to stop. Di- he drew, he drew a, dick a dick pointing at her. Yes, yes. He was, <laughs> the dick was pointing wow. directly at her.
1: We do have a new review from Janet Jackson's arm. Do we read this one? Oh
0: yeah, let's hear Janet Jackson's arm. Interesting.
1: Yeah, I don't know where, where that's going. Uh, five stars. Thank you. Yes. Uh-huh. That's all we need to know. It says Brian is the best. Oh. Kate is great. Yes. Need to hear more, J- Jason and Travis. Uh
0: huh.
1: Ed is frown face. What? Like it was a. I mean it. You know one of these dickbags who, who's trying to get a rise out of me but you gave me a five star which is really how all d- i care about
0: how dare you add his frown face it's great janet jackson's arm well hey,
1: no 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 i i appreciate it five stars we just need more yes. like come on everybody we we get we we know we have way more listeners than we have reviews it's
0: true, it's true. we have it like a hundred really, times more really, listeners.
1: i know it <laughs> really doesn't take much it's pretty easy just 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 go in five star. Put Ed as frown face. That's fine. Just get the five stars because <laughs> we want the five – like you get – that's that's how you get more listeners when you, when you just have better uh, – more reviews. That's right.
0: Yeah. Go on frown, there. Frown face me all you want. <laughs> click, click the stars. I'm not going anywhere. Leave a review. Ed's in, Ed's in the shit for the long haul. And I, I bet if, some, if we made a spreadsheet of the reviews, Ed would have many more positive reviews on iTunes than I do, which is bullshit, by the way. Fuck Ed. Uh, more frown yeah, fuck, faces fuck
1: for Ed. Ed. More more frown faces, but as long as they come with a five star. That's right,
0: five stars.
1: Now tell your friends <clears throat> this this past week, and of course we did because we are we are on top of it. But I, again, I'm always questioning when people die. Like the, the the appropriate measure of response. I felt like Chuck Berry got shafted when it, when it came to. I mean, this guy is the guy like every every musician yeah every musician is like oh yeah like you know uh mick and keith bonded over their love of chuck berry when they're 14 and you know the beatles said it and i mean the the beach boys straight up ripped off his song for surfing usa like they everyone everyone was influenced by this dude and it was like he got like a token and i get he's 90 when, when he died so it's a it's a little older than like Bowie, who was what seventy, like yeah, I, I get that, but at the same time, the same people, these, you know, twenty five year olds who are, couldn't do without Bowie didn't know him any more than than Chuck Berry. Yeah.
0: Chuck Berry is the fucking guy. He's the guy. He's he's the guy that took it. Well, him and like Ike Turner, Little Richard, they were all like sort of doing the same thing. But yeah, they took they took blues music and they pepped it up a little bit and they made simple faster, more interesting, what we come to know as rock and roll. Um, I will say this, Ed. One, yeah. Chuck Berry, very old, hadn't been seen around in a while. I, I bet a lot of people didn't know he was alive. Also, my entire Instagram feed was filled with people posting pictures of Chuck Berry. So I oh, feel yeah? Like he, yeah, he okay, did. Okay, good.
1: I, I he, did not get that.
0: Instagram and Facebook. But also, I don't know how many people – I feel like there's might have been a twinge of – Something in people's hearts based on the fact that he did get into some trouble making some peepee tapes of some broads, like, listen, without every, their knowledge.
1: He was fucking rock and roll in every way, shape, and form. <laughs> is. but, but the whole, the whole, um, because I read a, I read a book about, it wasn't just Chuck Berry, but it was right. about that a while back. The whole rape charge, yeah. it was about bringing, people across state lines bringing women across state lines yeah and it really was it was a bullshit charge that was drummed up when um a little history lesson after the industrial revolution women women started getting jobs yeah like women all of a sudden could be self-sufficient working in factories and shit and they put laws in place like, oh, shit, these women are going to, like, live in the city? And, like, what? Are they supposed to just date whoever they want and do whatever they want? And yeah. so there were, like, technicalities. And they pretty much used it for two people. Jack Johnson, the boxer, like, turn-of-the-century boxer. yeah. And it was, like, essentially, we will throw you in jail if you fuck a, a white woman or something. And, yeah. like, and Chuck Berry got kind of caught up in the same kind of bullshit. Like, he was, he was a rock guy. He was, you know, with hookers. Yeah. and it turned into a charge where all of a sudden he had to do some real time for it, and it's like he was he was you know when you talk about like uh, how fun it is to read about Motley Crue and all this shit, like he was just a dude fucking everything that walked.
0: He, you, no, I'm a Chuck Berry fan, like I, I can separate yeah. the two. There also was a thing though, there was like a camera in the toilet of a bar that he owned, and the recordings were at his house. He was, he was I, did,
1: I didn't, I don't know about that, yeah. but, but He's yeah, sane. I mean, I He's knew he, he, whipped yeah. he whipped his dick out on stage. He whipped his stick out on stage quite a few times, yeah. but like, Hey, you know, he was, he was doing his duck stepping thing.
0: I just love that he would tour and he would just show up and be, and he'd be like, Hey, just have a band there.
1: I right. <laughs> didn't have to
0: pay. Them. Yeah. Cause he did. He wasn't paying for any band. So that was part of his rider. He got paid in cash. He showed up. And he collected the cash first, and then yep. the band. Some band would be there, and he would just play with whatever band you had there because they could play his songs. And he would fucking do his show. He would tear it up, and he'd get the fuck out and on to the next town. Uh, he was a man. No, he was, he was, he was the OG original. I fucking love his music. Um, he's, there's a, there's a, a a music blog that I'm into. It's called Aquarium Drunkard. If you want to check it out, aquariumdrunkard.com. And they, um, they oftentimes will post like obscure MP3s and they'll, they'll do deep dives into genres. And so when, um, when uh, Chuck Berry died, they, they posted, they reposted some stuff they had where you can go and actually download um, songs from the early days of rock and roll that you maybe haven't heard before that were contemporaries of Chuck Berry. So check that out. That's
1: cool. What was it? Yeah. Aquarium what?
0: Aquariumdrunkard.com.
1: All right. Check it out. Um, and right. one thing I get, I, I was talking yeah, about continue. having to coach, coach hoops yeah. on Thursday and Friday. Oh, yeah. How'd that
0: go? You got drunk uh, before the Friday one. We knew you were going to do that.
1: Yeah, and uh-huh. uh, that was before. Yeah, I was. I mean, I wasn't exactly um, Dennis Hopper and, and Hoosiers. I mean, sure. I was. I was able to keep it together. Um, but we did win the championship. But here's the deal: you're undefeated. Actually,
0: you didn't lose a game all season.
1: No, no, yeah. undefeated. Yeah. But he, here's the deal: I actually got pretty into it as a coach. Oh, no, I, I, okay. well, here, here's here's so on my team, there was a real yeah. our our best player. Was a huge pain in the ass, and he knew he was he was the best player on the team, and he was arrogant, and he would talk back, and yeah. it, it was a, it was a problem. You have to sit well, him down. Well, this kid this kid got in trouble at school on Thursday and wasn't able to play in the semifinal, and I was thinking in my head, what a fuck you if we can win without him. Yeah. So I coached him up, and I just you know if you teach little kids to do pressure defense, the other team is yeah. just going to crumble, and so it was like we were able to cobble together a win. And then the final, I was thinking, all right, whatever happens, happens. That kid was back. It's like, fine. Then I had a few beers in me. And then the other coach is riding the ref over like violations and shit, like first minute. And I leaned into the other coach and I said, we are not fucking losing to this asshole. And I was like, I was into it just to make sure that guy, because he was, he was like calling, you know, three seconds. It's like, these are third graders in the
0: lane. Shut the fuck up.
1: So yeah, I I got to admit, sadly, I got a little into it because I I wanted to make sure that asshole lost.
0: At the at at that age, a lot of times a ref will be like, "Hey son, watch your foot." You know, you're in That's the. That's right. Like, they'll, they'll, they'll give him
1: be, a heads up. Sort of be coaches on the
0: court, yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, right? What a douche. We well, we don't need to get back into this, but if you're real into your kid's sports, you're a real fucking douche. You're yeah. a real douchebag. That that brings to mind our very own Fancy Sauce. I don't know that we're going to be able to. Uh, have her on the show today but um we often i often marvel at her sports knowledge mm-hmm. and we and we we had her at one point explain to us the game of cricket on this show that was a, that was an email um baseball. She, she explained to us her knowledge of the game of baseball and um this weekend we had we we're out doing stuff and we stopped for a sandwich and a beer and we're leaving from getting the sandwich and the beer and there's like a uh there's like a high school baseball team like a- after a game. So they're like having lunch or whatever, like out on the patio and we walk off and Kate looks at them and she goes, what? She's like, those kids look, she didn't realize that you could play baseball in high school. I don't think. And she goes, <laughs> she goes, she goes, those, those kids look a little old to be playing. And then she stopped <laughs> mm-hmm. and she goes, what is that? A baseball outfit? <laughs> she, she couldn't recognize that the she recognized that they were wearing a uniform and that they were too big to be wearing a uniform in her opinion but she didn't realize what, what with the caps and the jerseys and the pants right. that that they were dressed for baseball so it was cool. it was uh, quite a moment
1: and and also i mean i i don't know how aware she is but the one thing that throws uh foreign born people for a loop is is the college sports in this country yep Yep, because that that just doesn't exist in other countries.
0: She can't like, understand. She doesn't understand the concept of mascots that your team can have a name like a like your team should just be the school. In
1: other, I, I mean know, that I know that exists in in every yes. team everywhere. Yes. the magpies of Colling, Collingwood or Collingdale right. in uh, in Australia, like the, they're everywhere.
0: Yes, the 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 West Coast Dockers. Yeah, there's all manner of teams, but uh, I don't know. It's just funny. Uh, well, both of us. We're probably late to the party um, with this because it's made well over a hundred million dollars. But uh, both of us saw the movie Get Out this weekend. Yes,
1: fantastic uh, movie. I, I, yeah, I, I really, I really thought. I mean, he he did a great job. Uh, Jordan Peele did a great job directing. But I think like that was a good example of how casting is really so important and so great very well
0: cast movie agreed
1: except for the brother he kind of was over the top but
0: he he well yeah kate made a mention of that, that he seemed like a little too um dirty and gritty for the, yes. the family he was supposed to be in and i, I would agree I, with that
1: but overall like the people who are supposed to be creepy were subtly creepy so creepy. creepy they were not yeah. they were not like like well first glance they weren't yeah. Whereas the brother maybe was, but everyone else. And it's just, it's a movie that's supposed to creep you out and did. And it was, it worked.
0: Yeah. it's And it's not my genre. Like I do not go for horror. I don't like to be scared. And although I would say I, it was pitched to me wrong because it isn't really a horror movie. I mean, it does have some scary stuff, right, it's but a it's not thriller like, yeah, it's more of a thriller. It's not like a supernatural sort yes. of vibe or a serial killer or slasher slasher type movie um it would you know it is i guess it falls in the horror genre but more of a thriller and just a psychological mind fuck of a movie great fucking movie highly recommend And
1: i I like the uh the main character for the the, the uh the friend from sicario he was he i'm glad to see him working he's a he's a good actor
0: wait which guy was the he was uh
1: what's her name's Buddy, um, Emily Blunt's buddy, the black
0: dude who he was, like, yeah, that was, that was <sighs> him who like kind of looked out for her, shut kinda. up. Yeah, I oh, think so. I didn't like, recognize that. Well, no, I don't, I don't, I'm not, I forgot to look up, up on you.
1: IMDb, but I'm pretty sure that was the dude. And it's like, I was thinking during Sicario, I was like, yeah, I wish that guy had a better part or bigger part. Cause yeah. he seems like good and he was
0: good. Yeah. It's, it's a really good movie. Uh, okay. This quick, just one quick email. Yeah. Is there a prop bet for which school's cheerleader has the tear smearing her face paint during one shining moment? That's from Andy in Denver. I imagine there is a place you could probably get down on that, right?
1: Well, yeah, because isn't that usually like the the runner-up kind of thing?
0: I would Yeah, or, or do they do they do like a montage of like all the teams, oh, right. right? I, I don't is, know.
1: by the way, that one shining moment is the worst song in history. It's, a, it's horrendous. It's,
0: it's a terrible song and just the whole idea of it, like, we need a musical montage to wrap up this tournament. What what sports fan is asking for that? Who's like, oh, this, this tournament just would not be over unless I heard Luther Vandross singing a bad song. Like, yeah, what it's is re-
1: that? It's a really, I'm not a fan of Luther Vandross, but yeah. that is bad for Luther
0: Vandross standards. That's a terrible song. Totally. I totally agree. Another thing. Yeah. I mean, one shining moment is pretty weird, mm-hmm. but nowhere near as weird as Jim Nance giving away his tie. That
1: I didn't even know about it until last year. And apparently, yeah. he's been doing it.
0: He's been doing I it hate. for, yeah, many years. And he's so fucking proud of it. And he's con- convinced that the players love it. Like, they're all waiting to find out who's going to get jim nance's tie and they're this guy is yeah. such a he thinks douche. it's like
1: the madden turducken thanksgiving thing like he thinks like everybody's like rallying around it yeah, like
0: the, the, super dumb on, on the ringer somebody wrote a profile of him like, i guess it was last week and it was just this whole thing about the tie and my dad taught me how to tie a tie Uh-oh. and it's one of those things where it's it's a gesture that's clearly about the person he's it's not about who am I going to reward in this thing and give my tie to. It's about I'm the guy that gives away my tie. It's so douchey. I hate it. Yeah, and also his
1: his planned lines. Yeah, like he's got it's the trendy. he's got the like the the corny uh, pun ready to go. Yeah. No matter right. what, no matter who sinks the putt or has the winning shot, like he's he's got it all listed out. And I, I remember hearing an interview. Where he's like. Yeah. The night before I kind of go through all the different scenarios. It's like, it's all planned. It's, it's very, you you want a a man to do it. It's Billy Rafferty.
0: Right. (laughs) That guy is the,
1: he's the guy.
0: Yeah. He's, he's great. And it's just, it's one of those things where you always hold somebody up against the best to ever do it. And so like Vin Scully would always come through with just the perfect line at the perfect moment. And you would think And if somebody told me, yeah, Vin had that had gone through a bunch the night before and he had one ready or you told me, no, Vin Vin just made that up just out of the blue. I would believe you both ways.
1: But and but also like Vin Scully, um, you know, this past year, people were really talking about how great he was right at the end. And that whole story about the history of beards and stuff, and he fully admitted. He's like, yeah. you know, I've noticed a lot of guys have beards, and so I started researching where do beards come from. Right. And and like he was upfront about it. Like it's there's something odd about somebody who's pretending that yeah. they're they're just saying it off the top of their head, and exactly. they're not. It's 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 very creepy. Yeah. I, I don't I don't know. Not a dance uh, fan. Yeah, continue. One thing about the NCAA tournament I noticed, and I just put a, a little note that the. Because I've been watching a lot of these live games, I'm watching a lot of commercials. And, you know, you're doing something during the commercials, but sometimes you just watch. And there's this one commercial where it's, I don't know if I've got it mixed up, but it's like a Kansas fan and then, like, Kentucky fans knock on the door and they're like, our TV went out. Hey, can we come in? And he shuts the door in their face, which, of course, if some neighbor was, like, randomly cheering for the other team, wants to come in your house, like, no, no. Then, like the Kentucky fan, holds up holds up a, a six pack of Coca Cola in oh the window, oh and the guy God. opens the door, and they're all like enjoying a Coke on the on the oh the uh, couch and and like cheering together. And I was thinking, can you imagine if a neighbor like knocked on your door is like got a six pack
0: of Coca Cola?
1: Uh, yeah, <laughs> I would go get my Louisville Slugger that I keep yeah. by my bed and just start swinging. Yeah.
0: Yeah, get the fuck out of here! What's wrong with you? First off, first of all, you root for Kentucky. Secondly, you're just shown up at my house. You've knocked on my door. Thirdly, you brought coke. Now, if it was a bottle of, Pappy, and he brought six friends too. Yeah, if it was a bottle of Pappy Van Winkle, and it, sure. was, it was just the dude, and he was like, "Hey, fucking, yeah. so sorry. I, I could see through the window. I could hear your TV. You mind if I just watch a second half with you? I brought this four hundred dollar bottle of bourbon. Like, what yeah. do you think?
1: Even if, even if uh, the guy was really into coke. Yeah. He brought six friends, so there yes. wasn't even enough for one drink oh, per right. person. Yes, somebody had to go <laughs> yeah. without. Yeah, the whole thing was just a mess. What a dick! I hate that commercial.
0: Ugh, dick, the worst. Um, speaking of people that you dislike, <laughs> speaking of people that are inauthentic, yeah, the least. There's, they cannot keep this charade. I don't, I don't watch the TNT pregame show, but I know that people don't like Shaq. Like Shaq does not add to the bottom line there. He's still there, but now.
1: Luckily, they didn't add him to the NCAA tournament, just just Barkley and Kenny Smith.
0: Right. But now he's spouting off about more shit, isn't he? Yes, he
1: is. Well, as we talked about, I don't know, a few weeks ago, that. During All-Star Weekend, former Duke Blue Devil Kyrie Irving revealed to the world that he's a moron by believing the earth was flat. So lots, of peop- lots of people piled on, including us. But – As you should. Of course you should. like Shame certain, dumbs. Certain,
0: certain things that are your belief, like, hey, whatever god you picked, go for it, unless you're a Scientologist. Like, I'm not, I'm not going to make fun of that. That's your thing to have. You go have that. I'm cool with it. but if you if you take things that are understood as fact and you say they're not fact, you need to be shamed to continue it this is this
1: isn't ignorance like you just didn't learn it. This is your your knowingly yes. choosing a different direction. You're that's ref- that's different than like you just didn't have the right access to education. like no, 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 yeah. everyone
0: you're this. refuting something that is understood to be true just to be right. a fucking asshole,
1: right. Well, Recently, one man came to his defense. That would be former Los Angeles Laker and LSU Tiger and current unfunny man Shaquille O'Neal. Yeah. I'm not going to try to imitate Shaq with that monotone, awful voice. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's true. <laughs> it's true. The earth is flat, O'Neal said. The earth is flat. Yeah, it is. Yes, it is. Listen, there are three ways to manipulate the mind. What you read, what you see, and what you hear. In school, first thing they teach us, oh, Columbus discovered America. Then he got here, and there were some fair-skinned people with the long hair smoking on the peace pipes. So what does that tell you? Columbus didn't discover
0: America. What the fuck is he talking about? Fair-skinned?
1: Yeah. yeah, it's fair. yeah. nobody was talking about fair-skinned. Yeah. Uh, so listen, I drive from coast to coast, and this shit is flat to me. I'm just saying. I drive from Florida to California all the time, and it's flat to me. I do not go up and down at a 360-degree angle and all that stuff about gravity. Have you looked outside Atlanta lately and seen all these buildings? You mean to tell me that China is under us? China is under us? It is not. The world is flat. Now, Brian, since it seems slightly possible that Shaq might actually have shit for brains, I thought we should go back, play a little game with you. And you tell me real or fake Shaq quotes over his career.
0: Okay, let's do it.
1: Okay. Therapy can be a good thing. It can be therapeutic.
0: Oh. um, Real or fake? mm, I feel like he would be anti-therapy. So while that is a stupid quote, I'm going to say fake.
1: Correct. That was A-Rod. I've won at every level except Collagen Pro.
0: That is true. I know he said that.
1: Shaq. My my game is like the Pythagorean theorem. No one has an answer.
0: Um That is true. That's gee he said that, yeah.
1: That is true. Yeah. Even though the answer is A A squared plus B squared yes. equals C squared. Yes. But anyway. My sister's expecting a baby, and I don't know if it, I'm going to be an aunt or an uncle.
0: <laughs> um hmm that I'm just going to go based on the fact that we've got had two true in a row and say false.
1: Correct. That was NC state player, Chuck Nevitt.
0: Wow. Wow. Chuck Uh, Nevitt, former Laker.
1: Yeah. He was one of those guys that got paid. I don't think those guys exist quite as much anymore. He was not athletic, but he was like seven, four, right? He,
0: He was huge. And I remember one time I went to a game when I was a kid and we were leaving the game and I looked over and he was on the Lakers of course he didn't he dressed but didn't play in the game, but he, he was, had no skills. Yeah. He was leaving at the same time as us. He was driving a Ford Bronco <laughs> and, I'm, and I think my stepdad my stepdad was like, Hey, isn't that Chuck Nevitt? And I'm like, Wait, the game just ended. Like, how's he in his car already? Yeah.
1: He Chuck might Nevitt. have he might have led the NBA NBA in pervy mustaches. Yeah. To, for sure. he had a, well, it was very
0: guys. him and Greg Kite and uh there was yeah, a, lot a lot of, a lot those of at the That's time. Good. Yeah.
1: All right. I want all the kids to copulate me.
0: (laughs) Uh, I'm going to say, no, that's false.
1: False. That was Andre the Hawk Dawson. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. The people that know me, they know what time it is, and they know what the diesel is coming to do. Period. P-U-R-E-D. Period.
0: (laughs) That's true. That's true.
1: That's true. That's true. (laughs) The sun has been there for 500, 600 years. (laughs) true (laughs) that's fake that would might be uh center fielder mike cameron of the mariners oh wow (laughs) (laughs) don't get all hysterical say thank you for your miracle
0: um mm, that's i feel like that would be attributed to somebody who's a more of a rhymer so i'm gonna say false
1: no that was real that was him in the movie kazam oh nice (laughs) that's all i
0: got Uh, remember they tried to put him in movies
1: yeah yeah and Mm. uh it never worked. He did a,
0: once. He did a bunch.
1: The only movies where it worked was like when he was interviewed yeah. pretending to be Shaq oh, and yeah, he yeah. got game and he was on for like four seconds.
0: Yeah, or, or Blue Chips when he was just like, he didn't have much Junking to say. The basketball. Yeah, he was just a basketball player. Uh, speaking of non-sports, <laughs> what is that? What, what are those? Baseball outfits? Uh, <laughs> what's, what's going on in soccer, Ed?
1: Well in this weekend's game between Free State and Cape Town in the South African Premier League, Mohammed Anas won man of the match for his two goals in a game. In the post game interview, Anas made a slight tactical error when he said and I appreciate my wife and my girlfriend. Sorry to say, I mean my wife. My wife. Brian. <laughs> yeah. What what is scarier in South Africa? This guy's wife when he gets home, or the Tokolosh? Yes,
0: yes. See, he's, that's the thing. You can't blame this guy because he's first of all, he's in the South African Premier League, which I feel like they still play with a ball that's just a bunch of tied-up rags.
1: Oh, I was gonna say made out of like human head. You know, like the yes. ancient soccer.
0: Yeah, yeah, it could be. Yeah, skulls. Like this isn't. This isn't like the EPL or the Bundesliga, La right, Liga, or even.
1: Yeah, France, yeah. yes, Italy, Spain. There are a lot of
0: – Yeah, I feel like there's shootings and stabbings both in the stands and on the field, so it's a little rougher. And yeah, this guy is a South African soccer player. He needs at least one wife and girlfriend because the Takalash is probably going to slide up in there and ruin <laughs> one of them for all men. he he, he got to have a backup. That's just that's just common sense. That's just good sense in the in that's the Cape Premier League. Yes, you can't just <laughs> roll out with only one. That's crazy. Not not with the Takalash around. Oh, no. I
1: mean, get with the times. <laughs> yes.
0: Uh, okay. What else is going on in?
1: All right. Well, Chicago Tribune sports columnist Bernie Linsikom wrote a column about the Bears opting to get rid of Jay Cutler and give a big contract to former former Buccaneer quarterback Mike Glennon. To tie the column together, Lincecum decided to create an ac- acronym for the new signal caller. Here's his quote. Glennon is what most Bears quarterbacks begin as, a BOFA, a breath of fresh air. Surely Glennon will work himself into, into the place all Bears quarterbacks finally find themselves, on the bench or out of town. Now, online readers were quick to point out the humor in the new acronym, now, Brian, how is Glennon going to be able to call these plays with both of these nuts in his mouth? <laughs> <laughs> Bofa. Come on. Just do a Google search before you think you're inventing something. <laughs> Bofa these nuts. I used to love, like, when we were kids, we do like, you like the Yankees or Phillies?
0: Like what? <laughs> Yank D's nuts. Feel these nuts. <laughs> these nuts. Uh, there's certain shit that's just like the lowest level of comedy that right. will still makes me laugh. Like that's that's it. Yeah. Any right. kind of D's nuts reference, I'm usually going to be giggling. I'm going to be laughing at that.
1: Right. Or uh, local news drawing dicks on their telestrator.
0: Yes. Yes. Never not. Never not funny. The accidental or the accidentally on purpose dick draw. Right. Uh, Ed, Confederate flags adorning their government buildings aside, (laughs) residents of South Carolina have a lot to be proud of after vanquishing the roundly despised Duke Blue Blue Devils from the NCAA tournament.
1: That was definitely the highlight of the tournament.
0: Totally. And hopefully one substitute teacher in the Lexington area was able to put aside her recent misfortunes and... (laughs) unexpected lack of gainful employment and celebrate South Carolina's nay America's victory (laughs) over Duke. And let's hope that she was able to celebrate with a sensible box of Chateau de Mylar. Like she apparently does when she's doing other celebratory activities, for instance, teaching high school. Ed, administrators went to the classroom around 9.45 a.m. and found (laughs) Judith Elizabeth Richards-Gartee throwing up and unable to stand, (laughs) according to the law enforcement incident report released Monday. Um, I always love that people, like, if you're pounding wine out of your purse in class, you should be the one that's able to continue standing up. <laughs> but nine forty-five. Yeah, nine. <laughs> that's I. I know some
1: schools start a little bit earlier than others, but like it's not like they started at four in the morning.
0: No, they started at, at the eight seven fifty-five.
1: Yeah, maybe I, I think in high school I was seven forty.
0: Yeah, the- but like not not
1: four in the morning.
0: No, the the officer, a uh, Lexington County depu- deputy, reported he discovered a box of wine in Richard Gartee's open handbag. Students told the deputy she was consuming the wine during class. Ed, were you surprised to learn that this was considered illegal in South Carolina, where it is still perfectly legal to beat your wife on the courthouse steps as long as it's on a Sunday? <laughs>
1: <laughs> that state it, it's amazing i mean it's on one level uh, of, of course it's profoundly unfunny but they were having the the confederate flag debate last year and yeah. then i think outside of the game last night there were people flying confederate flags like still putting up that fight like they yeah, they, it's crazy. they have no self awareness it's it's i mean obviously it's sad but it's 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 funny how dumb people can be like well, how, how is that possible?
0: Yeah, it's one of those things where hey, it happened. It's over. Like we you fucked up. <laughs> we the ones that were on the right side of history. Yep. We're not bringing it up constantly. Like we let it go. It's fine. Let's move on.
1: <laughs> but you got to move on.
0: Yeah. It's not like we're rubbing it in your face. You're rubbing it in ours.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was thinking about this. Like if this happened at two forty five. Sure. You would say, "Listen, I I know what we've we've done in the past to substitute teachers. Yeah. When a high school class knows they have blood in the water, oh yeah, things get ugly. We yes. oh, I remember one time we had a teacher, and she was, you could see her starting to crack, but it was definitely in the afternoon, and she just sat down at the desk." Folded her arms and buried her her head into her arms and just like wept. Yeah, and like people like might have even said, "There's blood in the water." Like it was. Yeah, kids can be real assholes. But nine forty-five, she had an agenda.
0: Uh Yeah, she was, she was keeping it going from the night before, or she just driving in. She was just drinking. She was holding the whole box up while she, one hand on the wheel box, just pouring down her gullet as she drove her Buick Century into that South Carolina (laughs) school that day. um This, this actually happened at, I don't know if there was box wine involved. I think it was vodka. This actually happened at my high school. I was not in the class. But a, a sub this was a substitute teacher, just like in the story. And it was like a regular substitute that we that would always be around the school, you know. He was like a first call sub.
1: Yeah. And
0: yeah. so he, you know, everyone knew who he was. And he was always like a little, you know, he's a little raucous. He would kind of go on his own fucking lecture plan no matter what class he was teaching. And then one day it just he was just fucking shit face. I think he was teaching like home ec and so he was like throwing flour everywhere it was like really like the worst class i was so bummed i wasn't in there and that sounds delightful and everybody that was in the class was like oh yeah dude he was fucking hammered and just like way (laughs) past the point of being able to hide it so i mean what what other job would you really want to take an edge off though you know it's like other than high school teacher where you're going in you're fucking doing battle. You have to have your wits about you. You have to be cool under pressure. It's the kind of thing that you just, hey, you take a couple t- couple sips, couple, just a little nib there. Yeah, take
1: the edge take it, off. Don't, yeah,
0: take the edge. Yes. Don't fully cross
1: don't, jump off the edge.
0: Don't put a second edge on. <laughs> Ed, air travel. Yes. I mean, we don't want to get too hacky here, but it's, right. it pretty much sucks. It's,
1: yeah, there's tough, there's, t- it's tough to come up with great things about it. It's, you, it gets you to where you need to go sometimes.
0: It's super inconvenient. It's uncomfortable. The people that,
1: it's become riding the bus yeah, in the air.
0: Yeah. It's, there's, yeah. They even call the planes an air bus. It's, <laughs> They jam you in there. You gotta fucking, if you wanna bring luggage, you have to pay for it now. They don't give you any food. Like, it just gets more and more awful. Also, you're basically stuck in a germ filled tube with everyone's grossness being recycled through the air conditioning system. It's, you really have to try not to think about it.
1: Yeah, but that, I was gonna say, you, you really have to try to shut your brain off.
0: Yeah. It's like you see, a lot of times you'll see people with, um, surgical masks on like that's doing anything shithead but still it makes you think oh, but it yeah. gets
1: you alarmed yeah when, you, yes, see, worries when you, you see and and there's there's a certain region of the world that seems to be that's more true. embracing of those surgical masks
0: even, even when they're driving their cars it's very weird cool. but at delta airlines which is one of the worst airlines but it's kind of like saying oh Rommel was worse than Himmler and oh no, <laughs> you know you know, it's like they're all pretty bad. Uh, Delta Airlines took that one step further by providing one passenger with an airline blanket filled with fresh shit. Oh no. You know how I feel about doing these excrement stories. <laughs> we gotta wait problem. It's our job we- to educate the people. This the the unfortunate part is that the woman uh who discovered the shit in the blanket she was handed happened yeah. to be a stand up comedian by the name of Nicole Byer returning from a show that she'd just done it's it's one of those things where if this is like some grandma that's just happy, they're like, I got the shit blanket and yeah they'd they'd complain about it, but they wouldn't they wouldn't take to Twitter and have it instantly go viral that this this woman, Nicole Byer, tweeted, Dear Delta, this is at 5.12 a.m., by the way, last <laughs> Thursday. Dear Delta, the grossest thing happened on my flight. I opened my blanket and there was a literal piece of shit. How does that happen? Byer, who performed at Louisiana State University the previous night, immediately took to Twitter to report the incident and her followers ran with it racking up 200 retweets in less than 10 hours. She had some serious questions. She went on at Delta. I would have taken a better picture of the crusty shit, but it was crusty shit. And I don't care to get close to it again at Delta. I mean, what a gross customer to shit in a blanket, but truly how did an employee just fold it up and put it in a bag? (laughs) Obviously, the insane incident caught Delta's eye, and the corporate account quickly tweeted Byer, instructing her to tell an onboard flight attendant. She was not having their shit, literally, and demanded a better response. At Delta, are you kidding? Of course I told the flight attendant. I'm emotionally scarred, and this is all you ask? All caps, there was shit in my blanket. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I mean it comes in a bag. Ed. Um what is the worst? Is this the worst thing to come out of Baton Rouge since Bobby Jindal? <laughs> I
1: was going to say Shaq, but yeah, Bobby <laughs> Jindal. Um I I think my policy on linens is similar to my policy on baked goods. I don't care that there's a bag on it. Because I'm always waiting for this incident to happen. I don't use their shitty pillows. I don't use their shitty blankets. Like, I will just try to make do with my own jacket or something. I I do not use their shit. Because I I always suspect this. I didn't really suspect shit, but I suspected that they're not really washing all those things and folding them. So, yeah, just
0: no thank you. It's, yeah, because you go, like, to. You're going to take off and you got, if you're like me, you have your book or your Kindle or iPad and you got to stow it for a, a second while you take off. So you put it in the, uh, you put it in the seat back pocket in front of you and there's always like somebody, you know, they're supposed to have cleaned the plane before you got yeah. on. And there's always somebody's Rappers. fucking yeah, Snickers wrapper or leftover McDonald's cup or there's like shit like they don't they're not doing a full once over. So I could see that how the cleaning crew comes through. They see a blanket on the seat and they're like. I don't, you know, I don't want to go grab another fresh blanket when this one's hardly used. I'm just gonna stuff it back in the bag and put it back on the seat. NBD, you know, it's a. I don't. There's probably not shit inside of it. Oops. You have <laughs> to think though. What was the person going through? Like, how full was the flight?
1: Yeah, you know what it could have been. Yeah. Big sleep, ble- big sleeping guy on the aisle.
0: Yeah. <laughs> like, you I just can't, can't get around can't, him. Get, no, I step I can't over. Get
1: Oh, I'm, I'm not saying I, I, I yeah. would be the person who would give up. Yeah. But there are a lot there of people, people yeah. that are just yeah. – they are just
0: out. I have been that guy where I'm – you know, I don't like to get into this type of stuff. We've talked about – have we talked about the times, multiple, yes. plural, that I vomited on an airplane?
1: Yeah. Like that, yeah. You, Once you you're a dad or yeah, something? Yeah, that,
0: that, that you can do right in your seat, as I've demonstrated. I, I, no, but the smell – you can't mask that smell. No, it goes, I go into the bag and then I close the bag and tell the
1: what, lady do you to have, take it away.
0: Do you have, <laughs> do you have Ziploc like, like immediately? Well, the first one, the first time I did it, it was on, I was hung over from a bachelor party from a three-day bender. And I was coming home from Vegas and I'd eaten Taco Bell in the Vegas airport right before we took off. And I was so hopelessly hung over that I was like, groaning and like rolling around in my seat. And then we hit turbulence on landing and that I got a little motion sickness. So I vomited as we landed and the (laughs) whole plane went silent while I was doing it. Cause so everybody could hear me just, (laughs) and but then as soon as we landed, I got up and I just set the bag on the seat I was sitting in and that was fine. The other time I vomited on airplane was on takeoff. And oh that's yeah a and long flight same thing same thing i was a little i'd been overserved that weekend and i was not i could have used a few more hours sleep and it it was <laughs> you know the, there's a lot of taxiing i recall that got my stomach a little turned upside down and right as we took off i had to let it go and i vomited into a bag and then i just quietly when she when the the stewardess the flight attendant walked by i just i put Raised my hand to her, and I just ha- held up the bag and handed oh, it to her. And you she- didn't even dispose of it yourself. How well, am I, well, I was supposed to dispose of it? it was- <laughs> Throw it in the the the, the garbage somewhere. But on one time on a flight, this is I had also been overserved. This time, and it was not. This wasn't a vomit situation. <laughs> <Is that there's- laughs> yeah, this is. There, no, there was a code brown. It was a code yeah. brown situation, and. Are you like me? Do you notice, and this is this is becoming even more prevalent, that people are just so oblivious to the fucking rules of society that yes. no, no matter what flight you are on, when the flight takes off, before they turn the stupid fuck when you're still climbing, before they turn the, the fasten seatbelt sign off, somebody will inevitably get up and start digging for their fucking luggage.
1: Yes. Every fucking we have flight. rules. Yes, we have fucking rules, people.
0: So I needed to get to that bathroom, Ed, and I needed to get there desperately, and I didn't know if I could wait. And I was, and it was like a little rough takeoff again. And Touching I,
1: cotton, you're you're there. Yeah, you're-
0: I was what well, was going to be? It was a liquid situation, Ed. Oh
1: yeah. And
0: I was like Billy Broth. I, I'm like I'm going to have to book it to the to the the um the bathroom and i i popped up i was only like a few rows away from the bathroom and so i was like trying to time it so that the that the captain would like just be turning off the seatbelt sign so i'm like okay he's about to turn it off i pop up and i move to the bathroom door and the stewardess like a fucking ninja action hero leaps in the air and slides in front of the in front of the bathroom the lavatory door and she's like i'm sorry sir you're gonna have to wait and i'm like Dermot. and i couldn't be like i got a shit real bad so i ran and sat back down and just thinking you know because you lie to yourself you're like no i'll be fine i'll be fine luckily i was able to make it and evacuate myself not in a blanket like whoever was on this delta flight
1: <laughs> you're, you're suspecting maybe that was it that yeah, this they, they hadn't turned off the light and yeah. so uh or
0: it was on landing it was probably there were that they had buckled everything up they how were on you, descent how do you pull that off I don't know
1: that's <laughs> well, it's,
0: it would be more difficult than the mile high club thing
1: right yeah well I I, I botched that one pretty good so we'll
0: yes just... yes right but <laughs> that would be easier that would be easier to pull off than it would be to openly have a shit in an airplane seat or near an airplane seat
1: you I'm to, still undefeated with shit on planes
0: you undefeated ne- you never had to do it
1: never it's, including one time I had a Big Mac before flying to Hong Kong like a fucking idiot. I'll tell you what, it was touch and go from hours like 9 through 14.
0: Uh, yes, it is. Ah, flying is so brutal. When do, we need that pneumatic tube that my guy, my guy Elon <laughs> Musk, is putting together.
1: Yeah, I'm sure that'll be cheap for the first couple decades. Fuck it.
0: It'll be worth it.
1: Uh, $144,000. <laughs> yeah, it'll be. It'll be, it'll, it won't even be like numbers that you can comprehend. It'll be
0: more than flying in Branson's space plane. <laughs> You're like, we can get you to New York in 45 minutes, but we're going to need the It's going to cost you house. your life savings. Yeah. Um, Ed, some guy wanted to be on Ellen so bad. Some maniac wanted to be on Ellen so badly that he built a replica of her set and hired an Ellen look-alike. Think about the kind of person... Makes well, there's got to be easier ways to admit you're gay, think, right? Think about the kind of person. Build a whole set. That makes their living <laughs> as an Ellen impersonator. What do you do? I impersonate Ellen. Where? How many
1: opportunities? It's one thing if you, you can impersonate the president and you've got like a pretty yes. a pretty heavy Kevin Kline
0: in that one year. movie. Yes, totally. Dave. Dave.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but, but Ellen, I mean… I don't know how often it comes up.
0: It's not like you're gonna. It's not like you're It's like, hey, um, little Bella, it's your sixth birthday, and we got a, <laughs> We got a special surprise for you. Look, it's Ellen.
1: Oh, oh, I'm I'm gonna do a, a bad version of Bob Newhart. Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> Louis Jacobiak is a Polish motivational speaker.
1: Oh, so El- and Ellen. Uh, impersonator in Poland,
0: yeah. a Polish motivational speaker is—is <laughs> is this whole thing tells like
1: old, like bad jokes? Yeah, he's
0: like don't don't put screen door on submarine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, he, he's uh, in attempt to, to sh- in an attempt to show how well visualization works. Jacobyak decided to visualize his dream of appearing on the Ellen DeGeneres show. Oh, it's like the Secret Ed. It's like when you go. I yes, want but, this. So you so but, you draw pictures of it and shit.
1: Are they supposed to publish your your 185th biggest dream? Like that's what his dream <laughs> was? Know, this is
0: his, this is his dream. He had a dream to be I love how people just have dreams. Like you wouldn't have a reason to be on a show. Like if you're a comedian, you go, "Oh, I dream to be on the Tonight Show." Well, yeah, that's the that's the 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 pinnacle. Of a comedian's career that shows that you've made it. Right. I did comedy on Letterman. Like that's that, but just I just want to appear. I'm a Polish motivational speaker. Like she should have me on. Why? Uh he he did it on a scale that has to be seen to believe, filming a fictional prologue, recreating the entire Ellen set, hiring an Ellen impersonator, and then conducting a 20-minute interview. Complete 20? 20 minutes. <laughs> those interviews <laughs> are like three minutes tops listen
1: rickles on johnny carson didn't get 20 minutes uh, nobody uh, nobody gets 20 minutes awful.
0: uh, uh that's that's it ed. I, don't, I don't know i don't know what more to say about this guy
1: yeah well <laughs> i think he's saying something
0: totally uh okay this is this is unfortunate news ed what fancy sauce once again
1: She's working hard. She's out there earning.
0: Well, laid Yeah. She's, yes, it's not, it doesn't do much for this podcast, though. I will say that. Uh, people, people get upset when she's not here, but unfortunately. Yeah, and I got
1: a frown face. She got, she yeah. was, she was it's, great.
0: Kate's great. That rhymes. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, she is away, but I do, I have some of her stories here. Excellent. First and foremost, Ed. Mm-hmm. Hope, Hoboken crime blotter. Yeah, one square mile town. Comedian Artie Lang arrested for cocaine and heroin possession in his own parking garage. Ed, sounds like a setup, no?
1: Yeah, I I read. I mean, maybe you should read your the version you have because it seems like the police were waiting for him yeah. when he went to his car.
0: Yeah, seems like would have to be a setup. Somebody had to call something in. Hold on. I'll whip my whistle. Comedian and former Howard Stern show sidekick, Artie Lang was arrested last week on drug possession charges outside his New Jersey home. Hoboken police spokesman, Sergeant Edgardo Cruz. You know him, Ed? Is he a buddy of yours? Edgardo? Uh, I I
1: mean, I do know a couple police officers.
0: That 49-year-old told NJ.com, that 49-year-old Lang who has a history of drug addiction, was arrested on Sunday after allegedly being found with cocaine, heroin, and drug paraphernalia in the parking garage of his building. Two days after his arrest, Lang sent a tweet to Judd Apatow, who is producing the new HBO comedy series Crashing, which Artie is fucking fantastic on, by the way. Is that show good? It's pretty good. I'm not a Pete Holmes fan, yeah, I'm necessarily. A huge fan. I, just, I, don't, I feel I feel like a dick for having to qualify that. Pete, Pete Holmes is fine, uh, but the premise of the show is really great. The writing of the show is really really good, and it's got it's got like a revolving door of comedians on it. That's the whole premise right. of the show. And Artie has been on a couple episodes. I think he's in and out throughout the season and he plays himself and he's so fucking good. He's just, he's just a good actor and a real pro. Um, so that just makes it even more of a bummer because he's sort of having this career resurgence. Uh, yeah, in the show Lang plays himself as a mentor to Pete Holmes character. Um, so I guess Judd Apatow tweeted his uh, support of Artie after it happened, and, and Artie responded at Judd Apatow. This got to me. I wish I could express how amazing Judd has been to me, but like most bright people, he knows I ain't going to make it. Very Please. unfortunate. Sounds like Artie is in a dark place, but he also said, hey, guys. I was arrested. I'm doing great physically too. I'm in St. Louis and we'll be on stage this weekend at the Funny Funny Bone. Love you all. Um and then he tweeted a, a whole bunch more stuff about shows he has upcoming and just that, you know, he's just it's he's uh he's working on stuff. Um he's he's one of those guys. I, I mean, I I loved him on Stern. I don't
1: love his stand up. Yeah. Um He's a great storyteller. Great great storyteller <laughs> yeah. and He's one of those guys. I mean, because he's he's very noticeable. Yeah. Um, I I see him around town a sure. fair amount, and like online to get a sandwich, and and I like he'll talk to everybody. Like he seems like a nice guy. Yeah. But the dude is fucking like just he's he's just troubled. Anybody and that he,
0: knows his story,
1: yeah, 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 like he just he's just constantly struggling it's just it's a big bummer he's
0: been very open about it his i know he's dad yeah he's he's got a lot of guilt about how his dad died and his dad died in a horrible way and he's you know this is the battle though this is the thing like when you're an addict you getting sober is a full-time fucking job and you can slip up robin williams sober 25 years thought he could drink some red wine again. And next thing you know, he's back in rehab. Um, the, who's the big one? Philip Seymour Hoffman or as Kate would call him, Philip Seymour Hoffmore. <laughs> this guy was long sober, long in the program off heroin and just out of the blue. He had been sober 20 years Starts That's using hurt. heroin again, overdoses and dies. It is it is a battle. It is a fight that no one would want to be in themselves. Um, and it's just part of the deal. You d- you fall off. Guys fall off. and You just got to get back on and start over. So now, now here's you know a question
1: about parenting with drugs. I, I I've talked to people about this, but like, what is the answer? Like, at what point do you tell your kids like, all right, weed's no big deal. Like I know, when I was a I kid, they're like, when I was a kid it was like weed, heroin, yes. PCP, they're all like in the same category totally, and like totally. it's it's got to be weird like I kind of want to tell my kids like all right listen. Yeah. If some kid tells you to do weed fine. They tell you to do heroin, exactly. fucking no. Like it's it'll ruin your life. Yeah.
0: Here's the deal. Weed is cool as long as you don't get make it like your whole life, because everyone knows that guy that just you smokes sc- so much weed. Subscription to High Times magazine. Yeah, that you're. Yeah, you're. They're all about weed. They're, they have like weed themed clothing and stuff, and they right. never get off the fucking couch. Like weed can be detrimental, but it's mostly sure. harmless. But it's like, just weed's cool. Just wait till college. Just get get out of high school. Let your brain develop, and then just do whatever you want when you get into college. But yeah. Don't inject anything or put anything up your nose because that's – you'll end up like Artie Lang. You should have Artie Lang's mugshot. Artie Lang's doing a thing, Ed, where his, he's losing his hair pretty badly. Yeah, and but still, he's letting
1: it grow he's out. He's letting it
0: grow out, which is just the opposite got, move you should be pulling. His
1: hair is kind of – uh what's his name? Stephen wright yeah. Like
0: He looks like a drug addict. And, yeah, yeah he,
1: he looks bad. I mean, the last time I saw him, like he looked – terrible but like it's not that he didn't look sober it just looked like a guy that you know hasn't shaved yeah. hasn't groomed in any way in in like weeks like he, that's just how he looked
0: I occasionally listen to his uh weekly he does a subscription podcast but that I think once a week or every couple weeks they'll do like a best of sort of thing that they release mm-hmm. for free and sometimes I listen to that the problem is is that he's always smoking and eating in the mic
1: oh that's kind
0: of gross he'll be like like <laughs> chomping fucking Kit Kats like just wait to stuff your face till after this fucking hour is done. It's you only got to talk for a short time. Like I don't need to eat while I'm doing this. Um but it's, you know, it's just you worry about him just the way he sounds, you know? He sounds like a guy that's on drugs, so hopefully he can get it back together. Ed happy yeah. happier news. Yeah. Tom Brady's jersey, Super Bowl jersey has been recovered. Turns out it was stolen. It was in Mexico. (laughs) It was stolen by a Mexican journalist.
1: I that's one of those things like,
0: come on, you
1: don't don't play into bad stereotypes. You don't want the Mexican guy stealing the the jersey. No. no.
0: (laughs) It's true. It's
1: like, did he also steal Don, Don Brady's bicycle? Like, you know, you just, you just don't want to get into it's those. It's just so things.
0: much more comfortable if, when it's a white guy committing crimes, like, right? It's just so much easier for everybody to,
1: right? Everyone you know. can feel glad about laughing at the criminal. Like, yes, it's
0: not, it's not good
1: when the stereotype.
0: Why couldn't really it have been Jay Glazer
1: or? <laughs> Oh yeah, there's a plenty. I mean, I would have loved it if Kenny Mayne had stolen that yeah, jersey. Kenny
0: Mayne, that's a good one. Uh,
1: one of the le- He's he's less funny than
0: Shaq. Tom Tom Verducci, like of <laughs> the- who's the huge tits guy. Um, t- Tony Saragusa. No, John.
1: No, no, no. He said he tweeted oh, out like t- Adam Jones. John huge ha- tits.
0: John Heyman. He's a baseball yeah. writer. <laughs> but, but yeah, maybe he got a credential. Maybe, maybe he big was... home run for
1: Adam Jones. <laughs> yeah. Hashtag huge, huge tits. tits.
0: Never <laughs> gonna live that one down. Yeah, the suspect's name is Mauricio Ortega, uh-huh. a former executive at a Mexican news organization called Diario La Prensa. According to that La Prensa,
1: like, an, like uh, one of those soap operas. Yes, <laughs> <laughs>
0: Ortega resigned from his position on March 14th. Yeah, once the jig was up. Turns out he had Tom Brady's Super Bowl forty nine jersey as well. We never even heard about that one.
1: Wow, that's a creepy move. Um, Just yeah, they, stealing people's clothes.
0: They got the guy dead to rights. I'm surprised it took this long. There's a video of him walking out of the locker room with something folded under his arm. Um, also, that was the weird thing that there are cameras everywhere
1: going, at that place. You
0: can't do anything not being recorded these days. Uh, apparently, he also jacked Von Miller's helmet. At some point, too. So Jeez. this guy had a problem. This guy had a problem it with did. stealing.
1: Like, yeah. About being on camera. Like one time I went to the Hoboken police station. Like my car had been hit on the street. Yeah. And I walked in there. And after 9-11, like, I mean, I, I, I don't know if every town in America is like this, but there's like just a room with cameras all over town. Pretty much. You can see everything happening everywhere.
0: Totally. Yeah. Outdoors.
1: Outdoors. At least.
0: Big brother. Uh, happy news Ed yeah unconvicted murderer Robert Blake 83 (laughs) years old has found love again apparently (laughs) married for the I don't know how manyth time actor Robert Blake confirmed his marriage as he was spotted in Beverly Hills on Sunday strolling arm in arm with Pamela Hudak just days after filling out a marriage application at their local courthouse, the 83 year old Beretta star was infamously tried for the 2001 murder of his second wife, Bonnie Lee Bakeley. Who in Beretta's defense was a grifter?
1: <laughs> she, she was a professional grifter. Yes.
0: I don't know how you end up getting married to a. I prof- loved
1: his excuse at the time. No, no, no. I was going to the restaurant to pick up my gun that I left there. Right? Was yes, that's was, great. Was something ridiculous Ridiculous.
0: Uh, yes, I left. We walked. I out to shoot the- it there. I left the gun there. We walked out to the car. I said, "You hang back here where the murderers are. I'm just going to run back inside, grab my gun." <laughs> <laughs> hey, did did anybody find a gun? I left. I think I left a gun in here.
1: I like uh that that reminds me of Chris Rock's routine about o- the OJ murder and he's like so the so uh what's his name Goldman was returning her sunglasses he's like if you leave a baby in a restaurant they just put it in the coat room
0: Yes, totally <laughs> I know <laughs> sunglasses yeah later we find out you know they might have had a more maybe relationship. maybe yeah uh and one last story this will be, this is exciting ed yeah more congratulations in order. Rolling Stones bassist Ronnie Wood. Looking it gone. Is a father again at the sprightly oh age of 69. Quote, I'm a lucky man. Ronnie Wood, 69, couldn't be happier now that he's become a father to, a, to nine-month-old twin daughters, whom he shares with 39-year-old wife Sally Wood quote anytime i'm with her and the girls that's the best for me nothing tops it says lying rolling stones rocker (laughs) when when the twins come into our bed and we're all snuggled up together (laughs) that for me is wonderful said this bullshitter my idea of heaven it's special the girls are so cuddly and gorgeous i'm a lucky man yeah you having your fucking night's sleep ruined is great um, there's a whole bunch of pictures of him looking like a skeleton holding a baby. Yeah,
1: I mean he looks the least healthy of the Rolling Stones, which is, which I mean, considering what happened on uh, Exile on Main Street, is is really totally. impressive to I look know. the least healthy of those guys. <laughs> yes, and I love the Rolling Stones. I mean, they're just the best, but not as dads. I can't imagine that being a good team.
0: It would, especially when you're already a granddad. He might even be a great granddad. Who knows? I, is he the one? That married his uh or he married when he was he married like a nineteen year old when he was forty-nine or something. Well, and you no, that was, say, Bill, you that say was he's, Bill Wyman. That was Bill Wyman. Oh, but he's
1: seventy-nine and he's got a thirty-nine? Yeah. Yes. He, no, he's, 69. Shit, so she's, he's 69. sixty nine. He's sixty nine. Oh six six Sixty-nine. But still, you know, she's our age and he is not just 69 but 69 with a lot of heroin years. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's true. That's a that's a hard life. For sure. Although he was the, Wood was was
1: the guy who came in like in the early 70s. He wasn't he was I don't even think he was there for like the main hits.
0: No, I think because he was in the faces with Rod Stewart. I think he replaced when Brian Jones died or yeah. Brian
1: Jones died and then they got – I watched uh, – again, like these – I can always watch uh, documentaries about the Stones. Like Netflix just put out a new one Uh and they show pre-stage – not Keith Richards, Mick Jagger with like a bowie knife full of Coke and he just blasts it up his nose and then gets on the stage and does that yeah. like chicken walking thing. And you see him all wired and it's like, I could just watch that. I don't, I don't know why I love it. But anyway, uh, Brian Jones died. They added this like 19 year old who played like for a couple years and he's like, I just knew if I wanted to stay alive, I needed to drop out of the band right. and then Rockwood got in.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I read that book Exile on main street where they go to France so they don't have to pay yeah, taxes. That's amazing. And, and <laughs> they are just, animals yeah they're like importing they're having their dealer mule all these fucking drugs over from spain and then they're just like they can't record because because keith is fucking passed out upstairs from shooting smack all night and then but then he'll come down and he'll have a song already to record and they're yeah, just,
1: and yeah. we'll like wake everyone up and then make them like work on it for 20 hours straight because he's been sleeping for three days. Right.
0: And then, and then they, and then they, there's like car chases and there's guns involved and they like, <laughs> they, work.
1: they were as rock and roll as it gets. Yeah. They in get
0: one. into it with like local thugs and they have to pay people off. And it's just like a whole fucking mess. Like it's just like, who could live like that? And, and meanwhile, Mick is Probably fucking Keith's wife, but we're not sure because, you know, they're keeping it on the down low. He was fucking her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, It was actually bass player Ron Wood – or not Ron Wood, Bill Wyman uh, from the Wikipedia. In 1983, when Smith was only 13 years old, a relationship began between her and 47-year-old Rolling Stones bassist Bill Wyman. In a 2010 interview with the Daily Mail, Smith claimed to have started a sexual relationship with Wyman at just 14. Ed, it was a different time. It was the 80s. Smith <laughs> married Wyman in 1989. They divorced in 1991.
1: Yeah, it's like it was a different time. It's the 1600s. That's yes, one thing. It's like like Romeo and Juliet, she was only 13. Yeah. But yeah, the 80s.
0: A 47-year-old dating a 14-year-old is disgusting no matter what time it is.
1: Yeah, I I wonder what they could talk about. Yes, yeah, not a lot.
0: Not a lot in common. Um, I'm guessing she
1: she didn't have a lot to add to the Altamont <laughs> stories.
0: Uh, okay. That is it for Fancy Pop. Unfortunately, Fancy Sauce was not able to join us, so we did the best we could.
1: Yeah, we we did our best. I mean, yeah. obviously it, it it would be better with Kate is great, but, right.
0: well, but we'll do our best. But our best is still hundred percent better than any other podcast out there.
1: Yeah, put it. Post some reviews, people.
0: Yeah. please. Yeah. it really does help us. Don't like keep it to yourself. It's like when you're in high school and you have that one band that you like, and then other people at your school find out about it. We want like, to be. Yeah,
1: we want to be uncool and mainstream, but we want to yes. be mainstream as fuck.
0: Yes, I totally agree with Ed in that sentiment. Oh, that. that yeah, we need a Kate here to answer Dean no longer in O's question of whether or not he's basic. Like we can't, Ed and I can't do that. I mean, we need our, the the third of the triumvirate here. Yeah, exactly. Uh, all right. Well, hopefully she'll join us again next week. Uh, so for the absent fancy sauce, for our very own Ed Daily I'm Brian Beckner. This has been episode 161 of the Baller Lifestyle Podcast. We will see you next week. Goodbye. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.